Welcome back to the Turn the Music Podcast. This is episode 20. We're on measure five. My name is Kyle. And to discuss this book, The Spirit of Music by Victor Wooten, we have CJ. How are you, sir, this evening? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I guess I'm okay. <laughs> I don't really know anymore. So, uh, Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, I can't complain. Wait, sure you can. You could. Just, yeah. It's like they say. I won't listen. Won't get but anywhere, but could complain. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Another but I, week is over. So almost, yeah. I, I. Well, have, for me it is. I took tomorrow off. So. Oh, so did I. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> took tomorrow. Off. Took it off. We're gonna go to. We're gonna go over to the aquarium. Oh, nice. With, couple, uh, Riverhead. Yeah, Riverhead. Nice. A couple. Of, we're gonna go to the aquarium. We're not sponsored. Nope. Not, not sponsored, sponsored, but Long Island. I aquarium. did shoot a wedding there once. Huh? Kind of. I shot a wedding there once, kind of. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. I wasn't the main photographer, but I did shoot a wedding for a friend of mine. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to check that out. Then we'll see a couple bookstores that are apparently in the area over there. Very cool. Yeah. I do anything good tomorrow or just kind of taking the day? Doctor's appointment and then um, potentially starting to work on the audio of the truck, of the Jeep. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I'm waiting for one more piece, which should be here Saturday, but I think I can start doing the wiring and get most of it done and then just do a quick clip and be done. Nice. So, How much are you changing in the Jeep? So I'm going to amplify all the speakers. Um, so running an amp and then a load output converter because I'm keeping the factory radio because there's a, the, the unfortunate thing with with these new cars is you have a lot of features built into the radio. Yeah. And when you switch over to a th- an aftermarket radio, you lose a lot of those features. Um, there is one or two that keeps some of the features, but I've heard terrible reviews on some of them, and they're expensive. They're like 1500 bucks. I don't want to do that. It's funny because I know that like in the past, I would use Crutchfield to do purchase. Mm-hmm. And like yep. they, they have you put in the car and there's, I, mm-hmm. I put in, I forget which car it was that I put in and it's like the radio app in there is the best radio. Yep. Like it wouldn't even give me options right. because of the fact that the display and the settings. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. So what I, this load output converter, what it does, is it takes the speaker wire from the back of the radio harness and then converts that to a low level signal RCA. And then you can put that into your amplifier, but then you got to route it back to your speakers. So it's a little bit of extra wiring, but you keep all the factory wiring and then you can, so that's the plan is to start doing that wiring this weekend. Hopefully so I can get it done. Being that Jeeps are so easy to essentially modify or add mm-hmm. mods to, is it, have you looked at it? Is it going to be difficult to run those wires and stuff? I don't think so. Um, th- I think actually running the wires is going to be easy. There are two sets of speakers kind of on the lower dash. Right. Like where your knees are. Those are are, are the hardest part because you have to remove a big part of the dash to get to them. But I don't need to remove that to run the wire, which is kind of cool. Right. And then the other the other speakers are on the roll bar. Yes. Right? 
Yeah, there's so there's two up by the windshield, right? Two down by your knees, and then the soundbar at the top, right? Cool. So, yep, that should be fun. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, are you gonna lower your jeep so you can get out of your garage and not hit the roof? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> hydraulic. Yeah. You should put a hydraulic uh, shocks on it. <laughs> we can lower it as that. you get in. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> that is blasphemy for a jeep. It's funny, I, I um the first time I saw hydraulic lifts uh shocks in person was I went on the ferry and this uh, I guess it was a Land Rover came in mm-hmm. and it pulled in and I'm sitting there and I'm just I was looking at the car because I was like, Oh, that's a cool car and then all of a sudden it was it goes I was like oh, that's, cool. that's cool. I was like, That's yeah. cool. All right, enough about cars and radio yeah. and all that other stuff. You listen to anything good this week? I have gone back to some Sarah Borellis. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we played her a couple weeks ago on Friday evening. And it's it's weird because, like, I'm, you know, I'm not a lyric guy. Right. I don't really pay attention to lyrics. And we, we've been having trouble with some people at work. And this song popped into my head. And it was just like the background music. And I was like, that's kind of weird. And I started, and I played it today to, like, look at the lyrics. And I went, Oh, like, like the main lyric is who died and made you king of anything. And I went, that's really relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my. So it's like, it's weird. Like, like subconsciously I must have picked up on the lyrics and then I don't know. So yeah, I would listen to that again. I actually stopped listening. So I was driving home today and I stopped the podcast that I was listening to. And I was like, yep, Sarah Burrell's done. Nice. That's awesome. What about you? Anything different? Um, so, well, I've been listening to the audiobook. Um, I'm like two and a half hours away to finish the sequel to the one that I was listening to. And uh, and that's uh, Ready Player Two? Two, Ready Player Two. And it's very interesting to, to listen to these two books because there's a lot of 80s music reference in it. Mm-hmm. Like part of the book that I just was listening to, there was a whole big Prince thing. Okay. Like, like it's just very interesting how they incorporate the different music and the different, and it's just, it's, it, I think it's well done. And who, mm-hmm. the guy who writes this is either a complete nerd or did some crazy research, you yeah. know? Um, and it's probably a little bit of both. And I respect mm-hmm. that because he's just, yeah. the, the, what he has. Uh, does uh, Will Wheaton read the second one too? He does. And that, cool. I think that's the other reason why I enjoy it so much is Will Re- Wheaton is so good at the, at, the narration and the reading and it's really funny because there's references to star trek and the actor will wheaton in the book so it's even funnier (laughs) to hear those moments um i was listening to sarah watkins a bit the other day okay um my son is on a big cindy lopper kick so we've been listening to cindy lopper a lot which i'm not complaining about could be worse (laughs) you know could be yeah and then uh that's about it not not much off of that i you know i put sarah watkins on the other day because i was playing with the lights in here to see if i can get mm-hmm. the things to work and i finally got some stuff to work and i just kept listening to her music and i forgot how much i really enjoy listening to her voice and listening to her sing. Yeah. so i think that's gonna be make i have a playlist set up so i think i'm ready to kind of go back to it cool yeah yeah because i'm done with audiobooks after this one for a while because i don't want to nice. buy anymore <laughs> <laughs> You got to get on Libby 
and then you can i was thinking yeah i think i'm going to do that because there's a couple other books that this author wrote that will wheaton actually narrates um so and they're very science sci-fi which i like so i'm i'm interested in it so i was thinking of checking out libby even if i have to like put it on hold and wait for three weeks at least Mm -hmm. i know i'm gonna get it um yeah but that's about it cool and then kind of going through the book that we're talking about yeah so let's get to the book first off wait a second the past two episodes yeah have been crazy they have been crazy and i think that's freaking cool it's very cool so anyone that's listening because we know you're listening and we really really appreciate it we had a lot of listens on episode 18 which was measure three called artism yes and we are, we're getting since episode 19 came out of season two we've we're almost at 40 listens already mm-hmm. which for us in that week period is actually a good amount because usually that happens more over time yeah yep. um so yeah, those right now we're almost like triple what we normally have at this time right which is very exciting to us we mm-hmm. would love some feedback and understanding as to what did we do right <laughs> what did we do right so <laughs> in the show notes uh there is a link tree and there's the ability to email us yes uh please email us mm-hmm. and and let us know or or get us on twitter get us on instagram on one of our posts Discord, go to Discord and tell us yep. in the Discord why you know what it was, or join yeah, us. Yeah, how you found us and and yeah, we love. You know, we, like, we would just like love looking to- at the analytics. The analytics have so we were mostly Apple Podcasts, and now we are almost exclusively Google Podcast and Chromecast. Yeah. So I don't know what's changed, but yeah. it first off, it's cool. So thank you so much for tuning yeah. in. Yeah. And we hope you're enjoying, and we hope you go back and listen to other stuff because there's a lot of I think really good stuff out there that we've done so far. Oh, yeah. So. So we just we just love it, and we want to know what what we're doing that we can do more of it for you too. Yep, because that's what yep. it's about. Yep. Now, reach, reach more people. So I'm sorry. Just try to reach more people. Yep, exactly. That all being said, this chapter. Yeah, it's been. I mean, honestly, it's been kind of a surreal trip. Oh, that's the name of this chapter as oh. well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Here's the closer. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much um so so why don't you start okay (laughs) um so this is the surreal trip or a surreal trip rather measure five and the tagline is there are no wrong turns when you don't know where you are going which i always thought was interesting because i never know where i'm going but i still think i make a lot of wrong turns are you talking metaphorically or actually when you're driving? Um, yes. <laughs> no, metaphorically. Um, I don't know. It's like I I feel I've made a lot of wrong turns, but I, I don't know if I have because I don't know where I'm going. So I guess maybe it does work. I, I... Well, I, I mean, none of us know where we're going. Right. So how, like, that's why I think that's so poignant, because none of us know where we're going, so we can't make any wrong turns. Right. So. But my brain tells me that I made lots right. of wrong turns. I, and I get that. Like, even, like, but you're also thinking about the turns that you've made already, not the ones that you're going to make. Right. So if you think of it where, all right, I already made those turns, it's too bad, I can't go back. 
you know? Right. Um, unless you want to just keep making rights and making circles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, you, you know, NASCAR. You know what they say? <laughs> they say two wrongs don't make a right, but three rights make a left. Wow. I thought you were going with a Corey Wong joke there, and I was going to be like... Hmm. <laughs> Corey Wong joke. There's only one Wong, there's only Wong way to do it. <laughs> I can't. It didn't work. Uh, I mean, he has some good ones in one of those songs, but whatever. We'll go yeah. skip to the book. Right. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> um, so if you remember last week, um, Victor met a strange man in a library, and they realized that they were potentially being chased by someone with headphones, and they ran out of the library and basically went back to Victor's house. Right. Um, and then met his mom and dad um, who were sitting on the porch and they, his mom and dad gave him some food and they just hopped back into the car and they drove to Nashville, which is where Victor was living at the time. There, There is one thing in one of the paragraphs that Victor states that I, ha- I have to read because I think it's, it. it's such a great line. Parents are a pair of adults who rent their kids from life, Mm -hmm. but must return them at some point, hopefully better, stronger, and more prepared than when they first arrived. Yep. And I, and it's, it, it makes me giggle because you you know, now that he says it, the word rent is in there. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you don't think about it, but it's so true as a, as a parent or as someone who's taking care of somebody, um, cause I, I, I'm not, I don't want to, this has nothing to do with birth children. It just, if you are someone who's caretaking for somebody or raising them, mm-hmm. you're hoping that you're going to make them better than you were when you were growing up. Yep. And that's the goal. So it was just, I thought that was, it was great. And I, I'm like, yeah, I definitely feel like a rental to my child. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. So they're on their way to Nashville. Yep. So um, they get in the car. In fact, we actually learned this, this gentleman's name at the beginning of the book. His name is Ollie. And um, up until this point, Victor didn't know his name and was kind of trying to figure out how to introduce him to his parents without knowing his name. But luckily, Ollie took care of that. And so they got some food, headed out into the car and started driving towards Nashville. And Ollie ate a whole bunch of food, climbed in the back seat and fell asleep. And uh, Victor started listening to some music while he was uh, sleeping and started naming some chords. And at one point he says, G-sus. And Ollie responded with um, Jesus. And this is kind of an interesting exchange where um, Ollie says to Victor, no, my brother, you were talking about Jesus. And Victor says, no, I wasn't. I was talking about music, G-sus. And Ollie responds, same thing. Your religion is based on music, he answered. You just don't know it. Or maybe your music is based on religion. Victor chuckled, although still still confused. What are you talking about? Are you still dreaming? I was talking about the core G-sus, not Jesus, from the Bible. And then Ali asked, what is G-sus? And Victor responds, a chord, not the Lord, which I think is a funny way to, <laughs> to respond. <laughs> um, Ali didn't understand, uh, so he continued. G is the name of the note. And sus is the type of chord. Sus is abbreviated for suspended. And then Ollie responds, suspended. Wasn't Jesus also suspended? So if you follow the Bible at all, Jesus was suspended on the cross. 
So at this point, Victor swerves and almost crashes and because he didn't even think of that. Um, and then if you think about it even further, um, the symbol for an augmented chord um, is a plus sign or a cross, um, which means to raise it. And uh, he says, maybe that is why we use a cross as the symbol for an augmented chord. To augment means to add more. Wasn't Jesus more? So um, they go back and forth on about all this whole thing. And they, they talk about, you know, this, this G-sus chord. And in, in Western music, a lot of the stuff that we do is based on the key of C. Um, and G is considered the dominant key of the key of C. So it's just interesting that it's Jesus and Jesus and our religion is primarily Christian, which is based on Jesus. It's just an interesting way of looking at it that I never really thought about. Um, and they go even further um, where Ali says, Revelation, so he's talking about the, you know, the book of Revelations. Um, Revelation means to reveal a tone. So he had just mentioned that there were, there were instruments in, in religion and that the trumpet is basically signaling the end of times. So that's why he brings up Revelation. Revelation means to reveal a tone. Why you think your book is written in verses is all music. You see G sus, the dominant chord, the purpose to show you the one C major. No sharps, no flats, or the pure, the pure chord. So he kept going. Um, he said, do you know how to make a suspended chord? So, G, so Victor responds, um, you take the third note and you raise it, which is true. Um, and then Ali responded by saying that didn't Jesus rise on the third day? Which is kind of interesting. So to make a G-sus chord, you take the third note and you raise it. Right. So kind of weird that it all works out that way. And it's, it's interesting because, uh, you know, he states that a little bit before this, uh, he states that his elders taught him the music, but the teachers mm-hmm. did not. The, his teachers, meaning Victor's, did not. He goes, he studied the religion from the beginning. Music is always a part of it. And it mm-hmm. goes into what you were saying, like musicians, singers, instruments, music is everywhere in your book, meaning the Bible. Your angels play instruments. A trumpet tells the end of time. And now you see even Jesus, the dominant figure of religion. And it, it's, I'm one, what I really would love to know just because, you know, and this is nothing against religions. It's just the the whole theology of things where they break it down and they figure out mm-hmm. that a lot of it is very similar. Yep. A lot of it. I'm not saying all. A lot of it is very similar. Um, I'm curious to how music relates to all other religions. Right. Because there are some religions that have multiple gods. There are some religions, mm-hmm. that, you know, and it's just, it's interesting. Um, and then after he gets down to that, he's like, I read many books and I study many religions. So he learns more. Uh, and he goes, so Victor goes, I read books too, but I never learned any of this. And he, and Allie goes, maybe you're not supposed to know. You know, right. that is why your school is secret. You know? And it says, like the umbilical cord that carries nutri- nutrients to the unborn child, music carries food to your soul. Mm-hmm. Which I totally agree. Yep. I mean, like you, for example, you say you don't typically listen to music in the car. You listen mm-hmm. to podcasts or something. And for some reason, the other day, you're like, no, I need to put Sarah Bareilles on. Yep. Like, which means it, it, it's like you, you needed to fe- feed your soul for a moment because that's what it was mm-hmm. looking for. Yep. Yeah. So um, then he gets into this whole thing with Hertz. Yes. Not the car rental place. 
But <laughs> no, we're not talking about Tom Brady. <laughs> we're not talking about Tom Brady. Do you want me to go through this or do you want to go through it? Uh, I was drinking, so you can go through it so I can finish drinking. Okay. So um, there's a couple ways I could do this. I could paraphrase, but I feel like... So when you when we tune notes, we equal it to 432 hertz. So it no. becomes... No, no, no. This is what they're saying in the book. Oh, okay. When you tune, sure about, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, he goes, when you tune the note A to equal 432 hertz, everything becomes clearer. At 432, C is in the, in the second octave becomes equal to 512 hertz. So they're saying in the religion, in like the Old Testament, Second Chronicles 512, where they're, they're hiding things, the verse tells how harp symbols, singers, uh, salt, salt, um, psalteries, thank you. Um, I, I was like reading, I'm like, why can't I read that? 120 priests sounding with Do you trumpets. know why? You, you know why I had trouble? Because I looked at it and went, ooh, pastries. <laughs> <laughs> pastries uh, <laughs> and other that's true <laughs> and other musical instruments were used to fill the house with a cloud according to the elders these are the instructions how to activate the ark of the covenant mm-hmm. and then he goes in to break down the word orchestra yep before you get to that just to get back to the yes the go back to that that's what, yeah please so first off we should he gets to it later in the chapter, I think, or maybe it's the next chapter. I, mean, I can't remember. But so typically in Eastern music, Eastern music, in Western music, we tune to 440. Right. Um, in Europe, it's like 442, 443. Sometimes New York Philharmonic is 442. Um, we've talked a little bit about this um, on the podcast. And in fact, I shared a video several episodes ago, and I'll find it again. I'll stick it in this episode as well, where they tune, they play notes in that are tuned in 432. And compare them to 440. And so, if you've ever been to a, sci- a science museum as a kid, there's probably you've probably seen where they have like that metal, you know, plate with sand on it, and they play the sound, and it makes a shape. The interesting thing is when you when you tune it, when you tune your your instrument to 440, and you play that sound, it makes a shape. But if you tune your instrument to 432 and play that same note, the shape is much more pronounced and much clearer, uh, which is what what Ollie was mentioning. Um, earlier the other interesting thing is he talks about the note c being 512 mm-hmm. being a computer nerd 512 is pretty big so if you think about like the way the way with the way bits work it's typically 8 16 32 64 128 256 512 interesting that the note c for a computer follows that scale so the the oct- so so if you take every note of c so the, the, the note that he's talking about, 512, if you cut that in half, it's still a C. It's 256, it's just an octave lower. You cut it in half again, it's 128. It's still a C. So it follows, all those C notes follow that same scale, just like computers. Interesting that it's a C. Why isn't it another note? Is it a coincidence? I have no idea. But that's, you know, kind of more weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. But now let's get into the orchestra stuff because this is cool too. Well, so wait, so the so we tune at four forty. Yes. When was for that? The most cha- part. When did they change that? Because four thirty two was something they were tuning at centuries ago. Yeah. There's so a time when- around around the time of shortly after Mozart, right? at least according to the book, after Mozart was when they changed it. Right. Okay. And I know. Yeah. So like you said, I think in the next chapter they talk a little bit more about it or whatever um so 
orchestra. So we talked about Arca Covenant. Um, mm-hmm. Classical music ensemble is called an orchestra. And he says, listen, if you break up the word, it says or chest ra. And then he goes, sound like orchestra. Like to him, he's comparing the words. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, an orchestra points itself in an arc with a conductor in the center. The Ark of the Covenant was known as a golden chest with great power in the center. And Ra, he smiled, is another name for God. And he talks about coincidence. Um, mm-hmm. And he doesn't think it is, but it could be. Yep. Um, then he goes on and he breaks down how this, he says the church said the diminished chord was a bad chord. That priest said the diminished chord had a demon in it. Um, and he said, maybe demon meaning to demonstrate and devil meaning to devel. I can't speak. I can't read. I don't know. I do know that six by six by six equals 216. That is half of 432. Mm-hmm. And it brings us back to A. Right. And he's saying maybe they didn't want you to know that. Maybe. I, I'm really curious to know, like, learning about why things changed. Mm. And I'm sure it's stuff you may never find out because it probably was never right. documented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's hard to paraphrase this stuff. It is, yeah. Because you don't want to, like, lose it. Right. Um, so just to go back to the diminished yeah, chord, so the reason the diminished chord is considered the devil. <laughs> First off, it, it it goes back to the Gregorian chant era. So we're talking about like a thousand AD, like a long time ago. So back in then, back in those days, like the only ex- acceptable, you used the little bunny ears, um, harmonies were perfect fifths and perfect fourths and octaves. That's all you could do. Um, and the reason that the, the, the diminished chord is so frowned upon is that so if you take the different the difference so a diminished chord in the key of C would be C E flat and G flat right so G flat's another name for F sharp so the difference between C and F sharp is the same as the difference between F sharp and C so it's called the tritone because there's actually three different three whole three whole steps in there so three whole steps three whole steps so it was kind of weird and freaky and it sounds kind of crazy like like for us, the tritone just kind of sounds weird. It's more in other music; it's more accepted, but but it sounds weird to us because of how we learned it. Exactly. That's kind of what I was trying to get to. Is like we in Western music think that it's weird, but in Eastern music, it's embraced much, much more. Right, and which is why I think I love um, a lot of Oriental music. Because it's mm-hmm. so abstract and it plays yep. against everything that we have bunny ears rules to when it comes mm-hmm. to music. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's we're so and I think that's part of what this what the previous book talks about was we're so we're taught because I'm, I'm not going to use the word show. We're taught mm-hmm. to hear and understand music a certain way. Right. And so as soon as we hear something like a diminished chord or something like that. We're like, whoa, mm-hmm. wait a second. Yep. It's the devil. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and you know from my theory classes, I, I remember sticking, you know, sitting in theory classes and oh my goodness, if you have parallel fourths and fifths in the composition that you wrote, I those 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 
professors would freak out. And it's like, and you start to hear that like in other compositions, it's like, whoa, that's not right. And it's like, but why? You know, because it doesn't sound bad. No, it doesn't. It just sounds different than the rules that we that we're taught. Right, and it like it goes back to learn the rules first, then break them. Exactly. That's only when it comes to music and art, not in the real world with laws. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's just my disclaimer. <laughs> uh, um, so then they talk about Jimi Hendrix a little bit, and then um, they talk about um, what's his name? I, now I'm drawing a blank. Foxy Lady. That was <laughs> couldn't think of the name of the song. <laughs> Um, and Victor says, oh, that's about his girlfriend, right? And then um, Ali says, no, it's about his guitar. Um, he says, you see, a guitar is a soprano voice like a female. It has a head, neck, curves, slim waist, and a womb in the middle where the vibrations grow. The human body have chromosomes. Guitar have chromatic zones. The body has 24 vertebrae. Guitars have 24 braided frets. The body has chakras. Guitar have harmonics. Your guitar has two E strings, one low and one high, that refer to your eyes, two low and one high. And that was referring to the third eye, which is, um, you know, who knows at this point. I mean, we're getting down the rabbit hole at this point. Well, it's but, it's the whole aura, energy, right. mind, body, soul, how you're connected, and your third mm-hmm. eye is essentially when you are able to... St- well, so go back to meditating because we talked mm-hmm. about meditating, especially in the previous book. Yep. It's it's taking that moment and having the the quote unquote, and I only use quotes out of body out of body experience. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is a belief. A lot of it is a belief because there's mm-hmm. no proof to it. It's all theory based. But which mm-hmm. you know what the Big Bang theory. Even though there's scientific proof of how old certain things are, they still call it the Big Bang Theory because they mm-hmm. can't 100% prove it. Right. Though I think nowadays they probably could if they found ways, you know. But I'm just saying, like, it was called the Big Bang Theory because it was still technically a theory. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Um, so, and a TV show. Huh? And a TV show. Uh, yeah, and a TV show. <laughs> uh where are we? Um, okay, so he talks about how Jimmy Hendrix was a powerful man, much more than a musician, and how some people liked him, some people didn't. He represented the times. He gave young people power and freedom and all that stuff. Then they talk more about... Well, Victor brings up in his mind Michael and how Michael spoke about certain things. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, Ali says musicians have power that other people don't. Imagine if a policeman tells people to raise their hands in the air or a politician tells them to do it, people might refuse or feel forced to respond. But if a musician tells everybody to raise their hands, everyone will do it willingly. Uh, that's what that's what Victor says. I apologize. That's what Victor says. Mm-hmm. And then Ali says, yes. People respond to musicians on their own force. And that is real power, which is why elders call it female power. Right. Right. Um, and then he gives that description you talked about, the, the third eye. And then 
he goes into Do Re Mi. Yes. I like this one a lot. So you go ahead and explain that one. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so as as singers and sight singers, we learn um, a process called solfege, which if you've ever seen The Sound of Music, that, you know, Doe a Deer song, it's all about solfege. Um, and what Ali says is, if Do Re Mi equals one, two, three, um, what is the number for six? And Victor responds, La, which is true. And he says, very good. In the pure key of C, what will the sixth note be? And he said, A. So essentially, A equals La. So, um, in other words, the name Allah. And what's really interesting about this is that if you think about Western music versus Eastern music, a lot of our Western music is based on major keys, the key of C. Right. Um, Eastern music is based on more minor music, the key of A, which focuses more on Allah. That's one of the, one of the more main figures. So in the Western music, we focus on C. We talked about C being related to Jesus, the Jesus chord, the pure chord, God there. But then in the Eastern music, Allah, meaning the, 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 the minor side. So it, it, again, we have a yin-yang here. You know, we have two different sides um, and, and how they're all connected. So, and it kind of, again, going back to the whole religions, like they're all kind of the same. It's kind of the same here. It's all based on the same thing, essentially. Right. So. Right. Now, further down, and I'm going to actually read this paragraph because mm -hmm. it'll, it'll be easier than trying to paraphrase it. Well, a little bit. So Ali says where he comes from, his land, people live in tribes. In our country, we do not. Um, so to that, to to us, his his where he comes from, we see that as primitive. Mm -hmm. um, but he tells Victor that that is his heritage as well, because of where his culture and family may come from. Uh, we all come, but he says as a whole. We all are from tribes, so not just from where he's from. I must. They don't say exactly where he's from, but you know, from wherever he his land is. You know, he's saying that Victor's from that area, but he's also saying that we're all tribes. And even though you live in a big city, your soul remembers tribes. Your spirit longs for it. Uh, but your country doesn't have tribes like his country does. You have a different kind. You have concerts. Okay? You think the concert is for music, but it's not for the, only for that. It is also for what the music does, which is brings people together. You feel each other. You accept each other. You're with your tribe again. You know? And he's saying that maybe the people that are teaching music or there's someone out there that's trying to control that and doesn't like the idea of people coming together in that force. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, it, it's so true because when you go to concerts, you're going to concerts with the same people that like the same music. So at that moment in time, and in most cases, I'm, I'm sure that's not all, you're all one. Right. It doesn't matter who's there, doesn't matter mm -hmm. where you're from, doesn't matter your background, your ethnicity, your national, what doesn't matter any of that. At that moment, you're just there for one thing, which is to listen to somebody sing or perform music. 
And that's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. That means that everybody at that moment are pretty much all vibrating with the same feeling. Exactly. And yep. that I love that. That's that's so mm-hmm. cool. So, um do you want to talk about this Australian musician? Sure. I mean, I wonder how true this is. <laughs> but remember, everything he says may it's or true. may not be true. Or not. Or not. <laughs> um, long story short, uh, Victor talks about an Australian musician he met years ago. Um, when he was younger, the, his family was separated. And decades later, as a musician, he was playing a didgeridoo concert in a town hundreds of miles away. And he was recognized by a long lost uncle. And he thought he was joking, uh, asked for the name of his mother. But the man, uh, the gentleman thought the man was joking, meaning his uncle, uh, when he asked him for the name of his mother. But when the man pointed out the similarity of their facial features, as well as the tribal song, um, he was convinced that it, they were relatives. And together, the two men were able to reunite the family members who had been separated for over 30 years. So he's saying the song that he played is what brought them together, brought their mm. tribe back together, their family. Yeah. Um, and he goes on to say that uh, music is more powerful than most realize. It's true. Mm-hmm. It really is. And, and, and this goes back to some of the stuff we talked about. It's not just those who hear it. Even those that don't hear it, they can feel it. Yeah. And that's how powerful it is. Right. You know, it's it's that I mean, it's powerful enough to go through water. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are proven that mammals use it to communicate. Yeah. It is proven that elephants use a sub level sound to communicate great distances. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all music in some way, shape, or form. It's just a vibration Mm -hmm. of sound. Right. I want to learn how to communicate like an elephant does with those sub-level things. I won't ever have to FaceTime anybody. I could just send out those sub-level things to everybody. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) (laughs) I learned that from uh, the Lion King show on Disney and I was like, no, that's wrong. They're just making that up for the show. And I went and I did some research. I'm like, oh, it's real. <laughs> They're not teaching kids wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I've been looking for um, a quote, and I don't know whether it was this chapter or the next chapter, and I can't find it. I don't know whether I didn't highlight it or not. But at one point, Ali said that one of the differences between um, you know, the way we learn music in, in America and the way he learned music in Africa is that <clears throat> here um, we learn, um, how did he put it? Now I can't remember what he, how he said it. Um, but basically he said that, that we, learned, oh, we, we learned what to play in America, but he learned in Africa why to play. Right. I don't know where that is. I, I remember reading it today. It's, and not, in this, it's not in this chapter. Well, then never mind. I didn't say that. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> uh, well, maybe. Wait, hold on a second. See, that's the guy. I, I, I read both chapters again today, and I went, I need to talk about this, and I don't know where it was, and I can't find it. So that's what I've been doing for oh, the last Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's towards the end of this chapter. 
Okay, cool. I believe it's at, I, I believe it's towards the end if I'm I'm right. Okay. Look at so page we'll, we'll look at page going. 90 and tell me if you're right cuz while you page do that, I will explain 90. where we go from here cuz we kind of okay. get into a little like side story. Um so they're on their way to Nashville, right? Yes. And and uh Victor states that music is more powerful cuz even talks about how in his previous book that he witnessed Michael and um the uh Uncle Clyde uh heal a, a man that was hit by a car so he talks mm-hmm. about all that stuff and then while they're driving at some point this car behind them has re- red flashing lights in the rearview mirror victor sees it and believes it's a cop so he goes to pull over and he prepares you know puts his hands on the wheel um puts his wallet on the dashboard and uh rolls down the window waiting for the cop to come over and Alice asks him, well, Ali looks back and sees, Ollie, Ollie looks back and sees that he's a well-dressed man, and even Victor notices, but they don't look like a cop. He's in a suit. And Ali says, drive. And Victor's like, no, I'm going to get a ticket. And he goes, was the radio on? The radio? Yes, was it on? And Victor goes, yes, it was, but did you turn it off? No, I didn't. He says to drive. So the radio turned off by itself. Right? Um, and they go and they notice that the guy is the same guy that was at Jonathan's apartment. Mm-hmm. But as he was approaching, he decided he put headphones on as he got closer to them. And they couldn't believe it. And Victor's like, I don't want to run from the police. But he noticed that as the guy got closer... It was not a police officer. And apparently this guy was following Victor across the country. And now he realizes that he was following Ollie too. And the man stood motionless as I pulled away. So Victor pulls away, expecting him to chase after. He didn't. And as he drove away, seconds later, the radio came back on. So... Ollie asks, well, first off, Victor goes, all of a sudden I have this guy in my car. He's kind of like rethinking, like, why is this guy in my car again? Mm-hmm. And and why was he taking him to Nashville, right? Um, and then Ollie goes, where are we now? And he goes, we're still in Virginia, okay? And they're on the border. And he goes, close to Nashville. How much further until we reach reach the city of music? Ollie asks. He says, Music City? We still have five hours. And he goes, good, that'll give us time to prepare. And Victor just says, you know, I don't understand what's going on. Someone's chasing us. You ate all the food. What are we doing? What are we preparing for? And he goes, you need to tell me about this man right now. And Ollie goes, okay, it is time. He readjusts himself, put his head back, not, and started talking. And I think this is where we start getting into what you were talking about. Because was it on page 90? Did you look? It's not the one I was thinking about. Oh, okay. There's another one. Um, basically, he goes, you know I am Ollie. I come from a small village in Africa. It is where I learn about music. It is also where, it is also there I learned she is under attack. So Ali stating that music's under attack. Um, and he's saying it in such a way that Michael used to say music. Mm-hmm. 
and he goes, how's it under attack? Victor's saying, how's it under attack? You've seen him, meaning the guys in the black suits. He goes, I don't know anything. He goes, and then he starts to talk about how music told him she was sick, but he kind of stopped himself. And then he decided to tell Ali, and she may be dying. And he goes, is there someone who actually wants him to die? And Ali's like, I don't know, it's possible, you know, and they're like trying to figure out who could potentially be. And the big thing that stood out is that they both talked about music as she. Mm-hmm. Didn't he, Victor says he didn't hear many people speak about her like that. And hearing her, uh, Ali say that it was, she was under attack um, was just, Hearing him say she was under attack made him uneasy. To anyone else, our conversation would have sounded totally ridiculous, but he felt the truth when what Ali was saying. And he says, but that sounds ridiculous because he was trying to play dumb. Um, and then Ali goes, if they're following you, you must know more. And he goes, he knows, Ali knows they're following, he's following both of them. I'm just trying to paraphrase. That's why it's taking me a moment because I don't want to have to read anything. And then then Victor goes, how did you know my name? Ali goes, I don't know. I just know. And he goes, I just came to me. Victor's like, yep, that has happened to me before. So I completely understand. Um, And then uh, Ali said that he was having the same nightmares repeatedly after the strange men showed up and in his culture they respected dreams and Ali dreamt that he'd taken a trip across waters to a western city filled with music and religion he didn't know where it was located but he eventually learned about Nashville and that's why he wanted to go to Nashville Mm -hmm. and what's interesting is he never really said I want to go to Nashville it just happens to be that that's where Victor lives lives and right. met him, and I don't even know at this point. They didn't really say that, that that's where they're going. It just they just kind of went there because it was where Victor lived, you know. Right, they were going back. They didn't plan Vic- to go there. Victor was going back home to Nashville. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Victor was a little disturbed, but he said a lot of the story was similar to his, which made it a little bit more relaxed. And he said, "I knew that fate, or even music herself, has brought them together." Hmm. And then Ali says, when I was a young child, everyone was a musician. Everyone in my village would play. In times now, only some play. And those who do, they try too hard. To play right is okay, but to feel right is much better. Yep. And Victor says, it sounds familiar. Then they decide to pull off the road into a truck stop to rest. Mm-hmm. And... Victor decided to put a seat back, close his eyes, and relax because he was ready to learn about what his new friend had to say. And he, the last line says, I wasn't prepared for what I was about to hear. And that ends that chapter and brings us into the next one. Yep. Um, so we shall leave you in suspense <laughs> until next week. In suspense. There was something I wanted to comment on and i cannot remember what it was oh a a key point to note is that ali said pull off we'll pull off for a while but make sure you keep the radio on because if the radio stops again that means they're coming and we must go 
Right. That's that's what I wanted to make sure I said. But yes, I don't think he knew it as Nashville. He only knew it as the city of music. Mm-hmm. And it just, I, you're right. It just happens to be that Victor lives in the city of music. Right. Or music city or whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it. Um, I'm not sponsored by this place, but if you live in Nashville or if you are traveling there, there's a place called the Buttermilk Ranch. Uh, my cousin's mm, wife owns Buttermilk it. Buttermilk Ranch. Go check it out. It's supposed to be delicious. I have not been there. Uh, it sounds delicious. It, uh, I've seen some of these pictures and I'm just kind of like, I want to call them and be like, so can you send some this way? Like, would it make it? <laughs> I know I've had her her baked goods before and they're mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Uh, so um, if you're in Nashville, go to Buttermilk Ranch and uh, check out that place. And then let us know how it is because I want to know. Yeah. But I think this is a good cliffhanger to leave it off on. He wasn't prepared I do too. Yeah. to what was going to come next. So this is it. This is where it starts to kind of drive mm-hmm. forward yeah. and all these great things happen. And mm-hmm. we see some old characters and we meet some new characters. And it's just, yep. it's such a great, it's so hard because you can't call it a fiction, but you can't call it nonfiction because mm-hmm. it's a mixture of both. Yep. Like, are there embellishments? I'm sure there's embellishments, but how far is it embellished? Right. You know, and and that that would be the coolest conversation to have with Victor and just be like, and would he sell it? He may he may not. He may be like, listen, mm-hmm. interpret it how you want. Right. Which, you know, everybody. Takes I still a- think this would be really interesting as a movie, and oh. I also think that when a mockumentary, the, but not yeah. in a mon- not a comedic way. But right. like a but fake I, documentary. And I also think that like when the when the guys in the headphones show up, you know how like the noise canceling headphones play that sound that like blocks all the other sound? Like they should be playing that sound, like so you like have to experience it in a theater or with headphones or something just right. so you get that like creepy feeling. I think that'd be really cool to try and pull off like sound wise. Well, because like, in, a, in a scene like that, what I would do is I would drop out all the sound altogether. Mm-hmm. And then maybe as the guys get closer, you have that sound start to fade in. Right. But like you literally go completely mm-hmm. soundless. It was yep. it was interesting. I was editing a movie and in one of the scenes the the main character goes to shoot the guy that he has and he kills him. And um and it was the first time this character like shot a gun. So there was this talk about like do you want me to drop the sound out completely? Like how do you want me to do this? And he goes, I'll give you some creative freedom. So what I did was I dropped the sound out completely for a moment. And then I did that, like the tinnitus, like I have tinnitus, I have that ringing Mm -hmm. in here. I did that ringing. And that's the only thing that you heard until he kind of like got back into his lines. And, you know, the producer and the director were like, yeah, that works. You know, it's good. But it it tells you like just that drop of sound, even for that one moment, is is impactful. Mm -hmm. Space. There it is, space. And with that, we leave you space until next week's episode. <laughs> yes. Not as good as my segue earlier, but... No, please. it's not as good as the segue earlier. I will give you that. <laughs> I don't want to, but I will give it to you. Uh, so, Sunday, 7.30. Come join us on Twitch. And on Friday nights, join Kyle on Twitch at 8 o'clock. And you uh, you know when the episodes come out, so we thank you for listening. And again, for those of you who have been listening to the past few episodes, episode 18, 19, 
please reach out to us. Let us know what you think, um, what's dra- what's pulling you along. We'd love to keep that going for you, that momentum for you, because uh, if it's feeling good for you, it's feeling good for us. So yep. we'd, lo- we'd love to hear about it. Um, I don't have anything else to say. I would just say that for those that are new, um, even though we're doing a book club this week, like season one is very different. So there's a lot of music, a lot of interviews of, of musician friends of ours. So um, please feel free to explore. And those earlier episodes, you don't need to listen to them in any, any order. Um, season two is more chronological because we're going through you know books. We did do the first, um, the, the, the prequel to this, which was uh, not really a prequel, but the first book, which was the music <laughs> lesson. Um, and then this is the sequel, of course, The Spirit of Music. So go back and listen to it. There's some great artists that we talk about, you know, Amber Rubarth and Sarah Watkins and Ava Cassidy and Robert Randolph and the Family Band and Little Charlie and the Nightcats, Tower of Power, and I forget who else. Lots it, of but it's a lot of good stuff. And, and after yep. we're done with this second book, we're going to totally get back into that stuff. It's just that yep. these two books are, are special and, and need yes. to be brought up. And we reference yep. them a lot. So even moving forward, mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to reference them. You know, so, uh, yes. So with that being said, we'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Turn on the Music podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Click on the link tree in our show notes to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our Twitch and YouTube channel. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on our Discord. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the music. (laughs) ¶¶